comfortable are you with emotions, yours or another person's? It's not hard to see that emotions are very often misunderstood, almost stigmatized. Reason and being rational is the gold standard that we are all told that we should strive for. According to many, we have the French philosopher Descartes to thank for our cultural value of rationalism. You might be familiar with the saying, I think, therefore I am. That's Descartes. He believed the eternal truths could be gotten to or discovered by using reason. It probably goes without saying that the man was a big fan of mathematics. <laughs> the value in his teachings are easily seen, and their impact reaches far and wide. I mean, it only takes educating yourself on the 12 most common logical fallacies to see the benefits of a rationally attuned mind. The issue is that though we are capable of razor-sharp rational thought, we are also, at our core, emotional creatures. Widen, widening this gap is mainstream culture, or rather the media, but that's its own separate topic, which tends to take things to the extremes. The stereotypical narrative around emotions goes something like this. You're either thinking and acting rationally and are therefore a sane person who can be trusted, or you're being emotional, quote unquote. And in some ways, I get it. At first glance, having someone yell at you in a fit of rage certainly suggests a lack of emotional control. Because in a way, that's exactly what it is. Or when things are shoved under the rug again and again and again until it becomes too much and the seemingly tiniest things threatens to destabilize the entire foundation, those are two sides of the same coin. And this affects us all. We all suffer when the mainstream ideas we're taught to cope with our very real emotions are nothing more than do your best to rationalize them away, avoid them by occupying yourself with something, anything else, and to above all, keep them to yourself for everyone's sake. So the old way of looking at emotions is through a lens of control. The old way tells us that we must be in control of our emotions, lest they be in control of us. It's a battle between two forces, you versus your emotions. But what happens when your emotions get the better of you? Say you snap and you snap and yell at your partner. You'll probably feel pretty crappy about it afterwards. So it's easy to think, I feel like crap when I lose my temper and I yell at my partner. I need to do a better job of keeping my cool. That's all well and good, but the danger is that keeping my cool may sound like you need to do a better job of letting things slide and not being bothered by them. In other words, of controlling your reactions or yourself. This can easily lead someone to start repressing their emotions if they deem them wrong or bad. Not always, but this all too often happens when we try to rationalize our feelings away. Rather than making us better able to handle conflict, trying to rationalize our feelings weakens our ability to deal with the emotions that accompany each conflict in a more helpful way. But we keep doing it. Why? Well, one reason is because the viewing of emotions as less valuable and respectable than reason goes back generations and generations. I'd be willing to bet that most of our grandparents and their grandparents weren't exactly prioritizing healthy emotional regulation. Life is tough sometimes, period, and that's as true today as it was a thousand years ago. Everyone is coping with the skills that have been passed down to them, and unfortunately, the strategies that were modeled weren't always the healthiest. And that's not to blame anyone. At the end of the day, I really think that we're all doing the best we can with whatever tools we've got at our disposal. Okay, so we've established that the old way of looking at emotions is through a lens of control. 
The new way is through a lens of regulation. This is an important distinction. Before we dive into what that means exactly, let's back it up a bit and answer the question, what are emotions? How would you answer that? My guess is you would say they are internal reactions to internal thoughts or to external stimuli. They are the way we feel about things, something like that. That's what I would have said too before I learned about what I'm about to tell you about. Rather than thinking of emotions as feelings, we can understand them as sensations. This is called the felt sense. And as far as I know, the term was first coined by Eugene Gendlin. I can't say his last name. Gendlin, a a psychologist and philosopher. So the felt sense is a physical awareness, not a mental one. For example, it's noticing you're anxious before a presentation because your hands are getting sweaty and your throat is dry. It's these sensations attached to the feelings, not necessarily the feelings themselves. When you really look at it, when you really look at it, it's the sensations that make the feelings enjoyable or excruciating. That's the key then. In order to improve your emotional regulation, you've got to start getting familiar with your felt sense. Now, this is a skill that can be strengthened, so don't be discouraged if you struggle to tune into the more subtle sensations at first. I want to guide you through a short exercise to get you familiar with how you can start doing this. Please only follow along with this exercise if you're somewhere safe to mindfully tune in. If you're driving, feel free to listen to the exercise and try it for yourself when you arrive at, the, at your destination or later in the day when you can show up fully and safely. Okay, so start by noticing your breath. If you're like me, as soon as you notice your breath, you'll be tempted to change or control it. <laughs> That's fine. Just notice your inhale and your exhale. In and out. Now shift your attention to wherever your body is connected to the chair, or if you're standing to your feet. How would you describe the sensations here? Feel free to use words like comfortable, sparkly, calm, sharp, tingly. There's no right or wrong here. There's only sensation. Just that. If the sensation you're tuning into is comfortable, stay there. If it's not, see if you can find somewhere else in your body that does feel comfortable, and just notice what happens. Maybe you notice you swallow, maybe you take a spontaneous deep breath, maybe you're starting to notice an unpleasant sensation bubbling up, just notice, and then when you're ready, you can open your eyes if they were closed, Or maybe wiggle your fingers and toes, move your gaze around the room and center yourself and reorient to your space. Okay, so that was a simple exercise just to start getting you familiar with your felt sense. You can do it anytime you remember to, and it can be for as long or as short of a practice as you'd like. Obviously, this one was super short, so I would lengthen it for a little bit longer when doing it again. The point of doing an exercise like this is to strengthen our ability to stay with a sensation without letting it overwhelm our nervous system. This is the basis of emotional resilience. And it's a little bit more complicated as well because I know in the exercise we if you I told you that if you found an uncomfortable sensation, find a more comfortable sensation in your body. Well, 
that's part of it. It's called pendulation. Um, I don't want to get too into the technical terms right now, but that's one way to start regulating your nervous system when it starts to get overwhelmed. Um, so that's why I wanted to say that for this initial practice. But yeah, so the ability to stay with a sensation without letting it overwhelm your nervous system is the basis of emotional resilience. Because just imagine, if you knew you could be with whatever emotion came up within you, really be with it and feel it, what would you be afraid of? You would have a deep trust in your ability to make it through the hard things. Because there will always be hard things. That's life. There's a saying that goes, under pressure, we don't rise to the occasion or to our expectations. We fall to the level of our training. Well, this is your training. Get familiar with your sensations. Learn to sit with them without being overwhelmed by them. And over time, your tolerance will strengthen. Then, the next time things go south, you'll be better equipped to keep steering north. One final thought. If you do this exercise and notice a lot of unpleasant sensations coming up, consider stopping the exercise and continue to and continue working on this with a professional. You have to be gentle with it. You can't just like go, you don't go running through a minefield. You go slowly. So that's the key here. We don't want to overwhelm your nervous system, especially if you're already overwhelmed. Um, this is just to slowly start to expand your capacity to feel your sensations, whether they be positive or negative. And it takes practice and it takes time and you got to be gentle. So yeah, you can email me at hello at calmheartmassage.com for a list of resources if you want to continue this type of work with a professional. I'm Cindy Sundstrom and you've been listening to the Clearhead Calm Heart podcast. If you liked this episode, feel free to subscribe and yeah, until next time.